a Shishkin Productions podcast. Well, how did you even get into like editing and filmmaking and stuff? So I was a philosophy major for nine years before I did anything video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late and I took all year, but you can stop complaining because I'm finally here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Yo, Sizzle Reel Podcast. What's up? what's up? We are coming at you from the Big Easy, yeah, Cajun Crow Daddy Country. Oh, Crab Daddy Country, should oh, I say? Oh, the Crab Daddies are delicious. <laughs> the Crab Daddies, the Crab Zaddies are delicious. They are. They have been uh, just chilling with us all week. We've been chilling with the Crab Zaddies. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, Chris. Uh, so today's Thursday. Yes, today yeah. is Thursday. We're recording us on Thursday. Uh, we were wiped from a fucking week yeah. of... Uh, we got in on Sunday morning. Uh, Alexi w- did not sleep the night before. We had an 8 a.m. flight, and he just powered through. I powered through because Vince had a party on our flight. We had to be at the airport at like 6 a.m. Uh, might as well just stay up. Yeah, we Good had, decision. We had a, a nice day on Sunday. But then the main reason we're here is we had work. Yeah, we had work. We had four crazy days. We're going to get to all that. That's what this whole episode is going to be about. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Um but it's still going to be good, I hope. We're um, in some random-ass Airbnb, and we're recording on this new thing that we talked about, I think, last week, the PodTrack P4, which we learned comes programmed with a few, uh, pre-programmed with a few things, uh, mm-hmm. a few pads, um, stuff like this, <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Hopefully that comes across in the recording, I, assuming it will. Uh, that would be stupid if it doesn't. If it doesn't, um, well, you know, these things happen. Um Look, Chris, before we get any further, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us, do all the plugs, and oh, they'll, they'll we, keep moving with the show. We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. And, yes. of course, we have the Sizzle, Sizzle Real, Real Cold, Cold Line. Line. That's right. It is 332-333-4361. So um, <laughs> something very important that we have to address <laughs> We, yes. we we recently discovered <laughs> that it, it is not, in fact, Feb Def H-Dog. No, there's no H-Dog at all. So if, if you guys have been calling Feb Def H-Dog, it's the wrong number completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Feb Def H-Doe with yes. one. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Now you know. Feb Def H-Doe one. Um, call in. Leave a message. We're going to play it on the show. It's going to be a good time. Uh, guys, we're in this Airbnb in New Orleans, and we have a very special guest who's coming on right now. He has been working with us all week. You guys might know him from past episodes of the show. Is it about time to bring him in, or should I bring him yeah, in? Yeah, why not? Okay. So you know him from past episodes of the show. Um, he is the man with 40 acres, because he grew up on a farm that's 40 acres wide. They call him the empty silo guy, because <laughs> he had an empty <laughs> silo on his property. And uh, you know him as the boss from lacrosse, <laughs> the man from Wisconsin. We got, we got Kuba over here. What's up, Kuba? Oh, man, that was the craziest <laughs> intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> the boss from lacrosse. That actually kind of has a nice ring AKA. to it. AKA. AKA. Kuba, what's up, man? What's popping? Oh, you know, we it's just a long chilling. week for everybody. Yep. It's really nice to, to take it easy and work more on this podcast. To tell yeah, the people about your, uh, your experience arriving here. Oh, yeah. You came from oh, lacrosse. Yeah. Today, right? mm, well, I came from Wisconsin. Same thing, I guess, Close to enough. you, probably. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, <clears throat> I flew to Wisconsin. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I flew to Wisconsin last week. Uh, my cousin got married, so that was cool. Congrats. Thanks. Chilling. Did you catch the bouquet? Uh, yes. Cool. Yep. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Is this, um, <laughs> should we tell him what's happening later in the show? Chris said he, Chris was going to plan a secret proposal. So it, make, it, makes, <laughs> oh, sense. Sense. Wait, it makes sense. He blew it. I blew it. Fuck. Shit. Okay, no more. I'm, do- I'm done with that thing. I'm done with that <laughs> no, thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't resist pressing a button, dude. It's good. Yeah. All right. So wait, what was the, What was the trip here? Why did you want him to talk about his trip here? I, just, I thought it was well, like I something. I thought there was something like, certain that happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not a really crazy story, but I just came. I flew to Wisconsin and then I flew here and I had to change my flight because you were last minute. You're like, hey, can you come down to New Orleans? And I was like, oh, please. Yeah. Because last minute it's on me. No, I'm not saying it's your fault. Well, I'm just like, all right, well, that's how it happened. Well, I'm, glad, I landed, I'm glad, you're glad you're here. I landed, put all my shit in the Airbnb, and immediately went out to Bourbon Street with the boys. That's the a good point. The boys. The boys. We went and had the some barbecue. Boys. We had some barbecue. It was pretty good. Yeah. So that um, was my first impression within 10 minutes of being in the city. This is the first time you've ever been to New Orleans. Yeah. You're just a, a, a young, I'm a wee little, little lad. wee little lad. And here you are. So what are your big takeaways so far? I mean, I know we've spent a lot of time on the on the job site but you know what would you say are your kind of new orleans takeaways so far before we get into like this whole week you know yeah sure. yeah well like you said we've been on the job site a lot so haven't been able to spend any daylight hours in the city basically that's 100 <laughs> percent true so um my experience has been entirely nightlife and it's been lit uh there's been some awesome music there's some nice bars the street culture is like super vibrant everywhere everybody's just having a great time uh, I didn't realize that you could just carry open drinks out on the street. Yeah, um, which is it's cool. Kinda, it's the best part. It's yeah. kind of like a, it's like uh, it's open like carry. Part. It's the open yeah. carry of the South. Well, actually, no, the open, <laughs> the open carry of the South is actually open carry. But uh, it's yeah. uh, nothing bad to say about it. It seems like you like it. I like it so far. The Uber drivers, though, are a little bit whack. The, oh, my God. The Uber They're drivers a little suck. Whack, but and the Ubers that's a small are price weird. to pay. Like, I've had multiple cars that we've been in where, like, they pull up and they just have a towel on their back seat. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck What's is going, going on, on back here? It's, it's like, probably people spilling their drinks. Yeah. Oh, but that's just, actually a good call. But, yeah, I know. But just get something that's, like, meant to, to like, cover the seats. Like, plenty of Ubers have those. Yeah, you know, like a towel, plastic, whatever. a beach towel. Yeah, not even plastic, just like the, like the little. Or maybe they're like covered some in fabric, plastic, maybe like some fabric thing, thing yeah. with the little, uh, the ties on it or whatever. I'm just saying, get something, do something. You know, you don't have to fucking put it fucking get dirty. something, do, do something. something. You don't have to have a dirty towel for me to sit on. It's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That looks pretty clean. Okay, let's get into the real thing. We don't have a rundown today, so we're just kind of winging it. Yeah, um, it shows. Yeah. Well, it's because you guys are laying down. <laughs> yeah. I, what, look Dude, at Chris. Tired. Chris is fucking splayed I, out I'm like a fucking country for this. Chicken, Chris is bro. played out. I just worked hard for four days, and now you're Chris making me record wearing, this. Chris is still wearing his work clothes. <laughs> that's, yeah, so true. that's true. Uh, overalls. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no. We, so, okay. Let's, let, with it, let me give a quick preface on like what exactly is going on, right? So... We're down here. We're working like a little uh, tech conference type thing. Basically, it involves us being uh, on set all day for four days in a row. I mean, the first day we were here was 12 hours. Yep. It was crazy. But and that was um, supposed to be the easy day. Yeah. And it's been uh, it's been a lot. It's I always say like it's nice to get back out into these jobs. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of feel that way. But this one, it's like. There, there was a lot of extra stuff piled on and a lot of things that kind of, you know, 
didn't necessarily go as planned, so it made it extra stressful, and the days went long and stuff like that. But let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with Monday. You weren't here Monday. You no. arrived Monday night. So I guess yeah. let's kick it off with Tuesday. What were your... Well, you guys big... can say what happened Monday, because... I think we're going to have Brian on for the second half, oh, okay, so maybe okay. we might cover it then. Yeah, yeah. Or do, should we, should be, we should be more general with Brian, I guess. We can do... Because he hasn't been on the show. Well, that's what I'm asking. What do you think? Um... Probably yeah, be. I mean, might as well just start with Monday. All right. Okay. Well, so Monday, when we started at like what nine a.m. No, must have been eight a.m. Was it eight a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus. So we got there, and it, it was still the show hadn't even started. The show didn't start till Tuesday. Yeah. So it was all Monday set up was set up day. So we walked in. How would you describe like where we where they took us? Where like we were? It's it's like sitting. a big part of the the main conference like auditorium room conventions convention room whatever but uh they had all the the sliding walls set up so that it was maybe like a 150 feet by 150 feet square gigantic room yeah including vertically like it was super yeah, tall ceilings it's yeah. massive absolutely massive and then we had like a a folding table in a far corner of it um, it was like metal too it was almost like a kitchen prep table it's yeah, like what yeah it was like yeah um and yeah it was uh it was all right i guess i mean it was right next it to was the, nice that it was tucked away yeah it was tucked away it was pretty quiet Speaking it was right Brian's next to the here. convention center and it was also like or to, to the convention itself to the show floor mm-hmm. and it was also right next to the the like executives lounge which we got free stuff there that part that, that part was cool i mean look the location was fine but it was just that it was so like it was very gray and cramped. So and cold. Yeah, as well. like, yeah. So cold. cold very cold. They had like I'm extreme you guys AC. Like it, Brian. The, the AC was like blasting through like these huge HVAC like Dude. ceiling mounted pipes that were like gigantic. That was like one of my first thoughts though was how how expensive is it to... I mean, this, this convention center is gigantic. Like just right. walking yeah. down it, it must be like a three quarters of a mile long yeah one of the guys said today that he he put seven miles in the other day just walking around the convention center like working absolutely so like if i (laughs) i I would go on walks you know a couple times a day just to be out it's really fucking nice in new orleans right now get some sunshine to walk from the room that we were in to the front and back took about 12 minutes and yep. it's like we weren't even we were like kind of in the middle of the entire building. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go another six minutes down. So like all that space and, you know, f- like 40 foot ceilings. How expensive is it to to cool down that building? And they had it at like 69 degrees. It was fucking freezing. Nice. Probably to, even colder, to be honest. Yeah, like, absolutely. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt every day inside. It was like 85 degrees outside mm-hmm. and I was going to work with a long sleeve shirt and jeans on and I was still like cold to the point where I thought I could get a cold I'm, from it. I'm so glad that I brought a light jacket because I, I almost yeah. didn't. I was like, it's fucking New Orleans. Last time I was I know. here, I, like, so I melted. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was warned that people were like, yo, you got to pack like. It's going to be like extremely hot down there. And I was like, all right, I'll bring some shorts. <laughs> yes. So totally you, pointless. You've brought some wasted shorts. space. In I, the suitcase. I'm just glad that I was able to wear jeans. Honestly, I brought yeah. a pair of uh, what I thought were work slacks. And then I went to put them on on Tuesday morning. And it turns out they were shorts. 
I, I have a pair of pants and a pair of shorts that are the exact same color, and I grabbed the wrong I pair. It would have been a power move to show up in the shorts. They don't That's fit true. me right now because I'm. Would have even more of a power move. <laughs> uh, Brian's not here. I don't know. He he said he was out front, and then he's not, and so he's gonna call me again in like a minute. He got lost. What I miss? Uh, we were just talking about how how much money it costs to. Cool, cool that fucking place yeah. down. Exactly, bro. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's here. All right, so I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> you might as well move Let, on to day two, I guess. Or what? What did you say? Let's just cut here. No, we're not cutting. This is sizzle reel. We don't cut. We vamp. Uh, no, that, that's move stupid. On, move on to day two or something. Coop, that's when you arrived. Okay. Why don't you go into I'll day two? I'll start building You're, the day two yeah, story. Yeah, start building day two and maybe <laughs> okay. talk about, like, you know, your first impressions. It's the first time you've ever been in one of these things. Mm-hmm. MuleSoft doesn't count. Are we supposed that to doesn't say that? count. That, that event we this? did in July doesn't count. Why not? Because that was like a one day thing. And it was you in lived, New York. And you live there. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like you flew. Okay, here but to it was do like this. the exact same sort of work, though. That's true. Okay. It's like well, literally the same thing. You're right. But uh, but this, you're you're coming from like okay, from yeah. away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why don't you start building? I'll be right back. All right. Yeah. So I show up to this foreign city, right? No. <laughs> wow. No. I just, no. Um. Let's see. So yeah, we already talked about how I got there, and then we went to Bourbon Street literally like ten minutes after I got yeah, to the Airbnb. It, it was fine. It was interesting. It reminded me of I used to live in Madison, Wisconsin, which is like a college town, mm-hmm. and there's this uh, there's a street called State Street in Madison, and it's just full of people, like drunk people, all the time walking around, and it just gave me some serious throwback vibes to that. So it kind of felt like a little bit like you know. Yeah, familiar like, in yeah, a way. It was in almost a weird, like fucked a home up way. away from home, where you <laughs> yeah. get to, where you can get wasted and have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. So what I miss? What's up? Uh, hey. Your boy just walked. Oh, in. Brian has arrived. He'll be on the second half of the show. So don't. <laughs> you heard him. <laughs> uh, I'm good right now. Um. Wait. So what I miss? We literally just started to talk about, like, when I got here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's. What did so, I miss? Let's go back. To day one. Why? We're going back to day zero? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to chill for like maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. off the rails. <laughs> okay. All right. Coop, go ahead. From where? You got here. Okay. Yeah. So we were talking about the streets and stuff. Um, yeah. So then we stayed out until like 1.30. Oh, you're actually talking about that night. Yeah, with the barbecue. Well, well, he's setting no, up. No, because because this all affects how I perce- perceived the workload in the morning. I see. I flew in to New Orleans and then went out to Bourbon Street. Yeah, you, you got, got in at like nine or nine thirty until one a.m. Yes, <laughs> I went to bed, woke up at seven a.m. Yeah, uh, and then went there and uh, yeah, it was interesting. I got lost at first. I got dropped yeah, off you, of the wrong section you, of the you whole... Had co- to, so you had to show up an hour early to get yeah, caught up, basically. To get, like, my pass and uh, stuff. Alexia and, and I came separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I eventually I totally got... forgot about that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I eventually got uh, in contact with Austin, who's a production coordinator, and he, like, helped me get everything sorted. And then I uh, went and sat down in the dungeon, uh, yeah. which was the editing area. It, it was, was very. It was kind of dungeon-like, wasn't it? It was. It, it really was. It, was, it, was, it was cavernous. Very it was high cold. It was, like, yeah. What else is a dungeon? Yeah. I mean, I remember we had a Zoom call at one point, and it, <laughs> it all felt like we were like doing like prison phone calls. Like we just had this <laughs> like, like court on Zoom. It was nuts. Like the wall behind us was just like cinder blocks. Yeah, it was just like so weird. <laughs> but you know, we made it our home. We didn't bring a lamp like we planned. Yeah, we a or a speaker or a rug. 
<laughs> we were there. We were the rock in many ways. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on. You got there, right? So then we arrived. I don't remember what happened that day. Yeah, it's kind of a blur at this point. The whole thing is. I don't know. I think I had a pretty good time, like all in all. Like it was a lot of work and there was definitely times when I was stressed out, but I think it was pretty good. I mean, the one the, thing I... In the morning, there was that issue where we had to like fix oh, some stuff. Oh, that's actually a pretty... Well, what's a pretty good thing to start is the way that we were all connected. That shit was kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had Brian standing over here in the corner leaning on the wall. He He's like the number one rep for this company called GoodSync. <laughs> <laughs> he... He found this thing. I don't know, Chris. You can explain it. What's what's Good Sync? Uh, Good Sync is just it's basically a you want to sit down by the way file management uh, software across drives. So the setup was instead of having like a local server or NAS or whatever, uh, we each had a four terabyte hard drive, mm-hmm. and we used a we used Adobe Team Projects to mm-hmm. sync the project. Then we used a software called Good Sync to sync all our drives across each other on the network. Yeah. Um, so it worked out pretty well. It was the, nuts. The, the only, like, it was pretty great. The only issue is that we couldn't get the auto function uh, set up. Yeah. And you can't have two people syncing at the same time. So if we got, like, an influx of footage, then it would take about up to an hour for the the last editor to get all for the, the footage. footage to populate across everybody. Exactly. Well, then what ended yeah. up happening, too, was because I think the drives were different or some shit. One of the editors had to get peeled off onto his own island. Oh, true. So, yeah. Yep. He, he got, got banished. He got banished. Yeah, that was premier. That was a premier problem. Yeah. yeah. Brian says that was a premier problem. Classic. <laughs> it seemed like a premier problem. Problems, yeah. A pure premier problem. It was, yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Brian, Brian has a lot riding on this as the good sync rep. He's like, this was not on good sync. <laughs> Just so you guys know, this was not <laughs> like, on good sync. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> No, I mean, so that was that was pretty interesting. It was a it was a weird setup. I know that like I know that it worked, but I, I was also just like, man, I have to restart my computer it, over and over again. Here, like, I'll, I restart I'll, my computer probably like three times every day. I'll say four. this. It was yep. a, a much better solution than the one that we used for the MuleSoft event. Yeah, that's that, true. That I think. one did not work. I don't yeah. really know what was going on. Yeah, there, no, this one was much better than that. I agree. It's a hard thing to do in general to like if, fucking try to link up if the five or six feature, laptops it really remotely. Is. You don't yeah. even know how good the network's going to be. Like, it's tough. If the auto sync feature worked, it would have been perfect. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Here, let's talk to them. Chris's mic. If you have something to say, what's Brian? Honestly, I think if we did have like another another free hour at the start, we could have made that work. Like I made it work at home before. It's like you just have to get into the SMB. IP addresses and enter that correctly. And then it's a lot better because then since you're not thinking about it, it just starts syncing. So like we're losing time on all that time where we forget like, oh, I have to sync. And then when it just does it automatically. A lot of times I said that the last three days. Yeah. Like and that it makes a huge difference. So, I mean, if you can. Cuba even ended up running into a problem where. Oh, yeah. The thing was deleting his project. (laughs) Every time I went to sync it, it just deleted all my changes. You're on the second. You're on the second. You can can chime in every (laughs) once in a while, but you can't just fucking hog the mic. Wait, what what was Uh, going on with yours? Yeah. So I guess there was some sort of setting on mine that I didn't realize was a setting. And instead of every time, like when I synced it, <laughs> instead of it actually syncing my information to the other hard drives, what it did was it just deleted all of my stuff. He had it set on one-way sync. But you said he had it set, like I set it that way, but I didn't even touch the software once. 
Brian is taking Brian, Brian, Brian admitted falling to on it. the sword. Yeah, falling on the digital what a sword. Gracefully what a falling guy. on the digital sword. I yeah. can't believe that you. How long had it been? The that, entire time so until ev- today. So you would like work, and then all your shit would delete. Yeah, <laughs> you not notice. No, keep it, working. no. Well, I didn't because a lot of the time it was like I would finish it and I'd export it and then I'd move on the, to the next thing. Where are the exports? They're gone. <laughs> they actually are gone. All right, you got you got give him give him the mic. You have like like 20 30 seconds. It's so instead of to one-way sync, it's basically saying make this drive exactly like the other drive is all the time. So when you do that, it's just going to mirror whatever's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So then it looks at your drive and says, "Oh, this has extra files on it that shouldn't be there cuz I'm trying to be like the other drive." But <laughs> like those those files are off. And then Fucking but if it's on two-way, it's kind of like Kuba's trying to be, be like Chris. Chris. He's been doing it this whole time. <laughs> Kuba set on one-way sync in real life. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. Man. So if it's right. on two way, then it just adds the files that aren't there between the two drives. Yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was it. Like all we had to do was change that one setting and what mm-hmm. was, Yeah. All right. I just thought it was a premiere problem or something. I don't know. Coop, you know what? Let's keep Teams. following you on your perspective on this because we already have a perspective. We talked about this a lot. So keep going. Like, where are we at? We're on day one, technically, right now. Yeah, I'm still Let's on day one. Let's get through this like in the next ten minutes, five minutes. Day one in the next five minutes. The whole thing. Okay, the yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not not really nothing, much else nothing. happened on day one. Okay. Uh, just like I want to know like your thoughts on because you know you do a lot of you don't do shit like this that often where like the, yeah. the ask will be like make this video with these subtitles but no sound and it's gonna go. On play a, on a billboard yeah or and like yeah nobody's gonna look at it yeah well, uh, like actively probably not right like right they might accidentally look it. at it and be like uh, fuck I, I wish i didn't look at that well, it's, uh, well that's no, why it's so it's so weird to like QC those as well yeah you're literally just looking at it yeah there's nobody's no music, ever gonna look at it that no, close or anything yeah there's no sound there's maybe no, maybe that's why we got so bogged down in the graphics because it's the only thing to that's critique. probably it that's a good point yeah, yeah. All right, so, cool. so where were you yeah, at? Yeah, day one was whatever. It ended. Uh, we went out again, stayed up until like one thirty, And then uh, I got a my call time for the next day was 9 a.m. So I, had, I only had to wake up at like 8, 8.30 or something to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. I mean, there was some issues with like some revisions and some communication, I think. Yeah, I, I'm well, not I sure. think the big thing for me from day two was that there was a point where we needed to get... I feel like there doesn't that when their live stream was was kind of acting all wonky. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then like we needed to get footage, but then like the footage took longer to get. It ended up being like 600 gigabytes. Yeah. Or something. No, yeah. Or, or less. Yeah, like it was like really 600 gigs, but it was like too. a for some reason it was a old drive or something. I really don't know why it took so long, but I think it like took like two hours to get some of this footage that we needed. But I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know. There was a lot. There's so many times where I was like, wow, the amount of time that I've spent just sitting on my computer looking at the bar sink the sink bar just slowly moving across the screen is just like that's why like every time you start talking about the jellyfish it's like it sounds like a great idea i'm the number one jellyfish stand dude i've always talked about the jellyfish 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 stock go up. (laughs) The good sink rep and the jellyfish rep are going to talk in the next segment. Oh, man, that's going to be a heated debate. Honestly, I bet you could use jellyfish and good sink in. You wouldn't need it? No? Okay. Damn. Um, Chris, what'd you find on day two? Can you wait till your fucking (laughs) segment, dude? (laughs) Um, 
day two for me, uh, I think like the, our second day or actual day, 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 day two. Day two Wednesday? Day two is yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, no, Wednesday. Real real day two. No. Okay, the, yeah. the, the event what? official day two. Exactly, mm. yeah. Uh, it was fine. I At that point, I was just editing videos that I had done the day before, but for that day. Like I, the same exact format, like general session keynote right. shit. Yeah. So I, it was... I knew what, exactly what I was doing going into it. I was kind of chill. Yeah. I think in the morning we were also still fixing stuff and that was starting to annoy me. And then towards the end of the day, like, so this was our third day on the job and like we were trying to leave because it was time to go and we're like mm -hmm. getting bogged down in these graphic requests and we got pretty frustrated because it was day three and they didn't know the, the, the graphics they're still, there like, yeah, was like, they, they were still deciding what the look was supposed to be and this is something that should have been figured out a week before this event even started yeah yeah mm -hmm. it was um i mean yeah there was definitely some miscommunications on that front but i will say i was glad that i didn't have to that i had like a thing i was responsible for every day so i could at least like find that rope i could you know what i mean i was like okay i know i have to do this highlight video every day at least yeah. and like you knew you had to do like a keynote wrap up video whatever every day sure for you it was i was just, just doing like, whatever just the like, fuck else they didn't oh, like a mercenary yeah. it's a content yeah. mercenary i think yeah. i think kuba actually ended up doing a lot of work because he was just available sometimes <laughs> and he deleted all of it <laughs> <laughs> yo i need the i deleted the footage shirt and hat and i'll wear them mm. both at the same time you need the, i deleted the, the footage everyone. slides you know yeah right? yeah yeah, Fucking, yeah. <laughs> bad sync you said bad that was bad sync, sync. Um, okay, moving on. Day three. Today. That was today. Three was actually chill. pretty good. Today was chill I thought it was actually the today best was, day of all yeah, so far. We've, you know what's always crazy? I mean, we don't have to rehash it again because it's literally we're doing the same shit. But you said this earlier, Chris. The last day of these things is always crazy mm -hmm. because everyone starts like leap like it just everyone starts leaving yeah yeah and immediately as soon as you're done i i mean half half of our team had already not like the edit team but the team the of production people, yeah team. the production team left at like 3 30 or 4 o'clock yeah yeah and we were there we're, we're still there at like 6 15 packing up yeah one thing that's interesting though is like i feel like there's this like sort of um like mentality that everyone there is just like, all right, we're so close to the finish line. Let's all just like work together and just like get yeah. it done and be like, and we'll just all be so much happier. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that that's that was so much more noticeable today. People care less before. on the fourth day. People care less, the but there's day. also less like friction with yeah. ideas. Like it's things true. just seem like they flow a bit better. I mean, I remember on some old jobs that I've done, People want to get out of there so bad that they like decide that they might not even need to come on the fourth day. They're like, actually, if we not get enough out stuff, if we knock enough stuff out tonight, <laughs> we don't even have to come tomorrow. And then half the people change their flights and shit. Like, it really <laughs> is like that. Like, people mm -hmm. do just like leave early. Um, anything else on this? I mean, we kind of have done like I think about twenty something minutes, twenty five minutes. So I think it's about time to wrap this half up and move on. Um, any last words, Kuba? You're departing the episode after. I'm this departing. Um, any final thoughts on New Orleans? Any final thoughts on hanging out with Chris and stuff like that? Yeah, New Orleans was awesome. There was some really cool um, like places we went to. There's this bar called the Spotted Cat. Spotted Cat. The Spotted Cat. It was like this like kind of jazz club. club. Um, yeah, we just walked in. And it was like. It, it just was popping off and it was like super yeah. fun. Got some drinks, hung out there for like an hour. Ran into super some, fun. some 
coworkers. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but that was kind of. I feel like that was kind of the highlight for me. And then we got, dude. We we got to talk about the photo. Is there oh. enough time for that? Yeah, we can we can talk about the photo real briefly. What do you want to say about it? I mean, it was just a crazy thing that we did. I feel like so so <laughs> right know, right like, by the spotted cat. Story. <laughs> right by the spotted cat is an is an art market. Now the art market was closed, but right outside of it was this lady with a, <laughs> a modified tuk-tuk this lady a modified tuk-tuk well i mean she you're right i just think it's funny that you're like there was this lady outside the bar <laughs> she had a modified tuk-tuk that, <laughs> that so casually the name of the episode <laughs> modified tuk-tuk. modified tuk-tuk that uh she used to take photos and she would put those photos uh what do they they call it tintype where they put the photos on silver. They develop it on silver, I guess. Mm. Some shit like that. Uh, I personally wasn't too interested in any of it, but <laughs> Alexi and Brian were pretty wasted and started <laughs> chatting her up. We chatted with her for like 20 minutes, and then we were like... After, right. after she had wasted about... Or after we had wasted about 20 minutes of her time, we were like, I guess we should get a photo. <laughs> so we get a photo. It's kind of a lengthy process. It, it takes like 10 minutes to get. She takes like 20 photos of us. It takes about 10 minutes. And then we have to go through and decide which photo we want <laughs> developed. Uh-huh. And it, it's kind of weird because it's not film. She's taking it on a, a T8i. So it's like a digital <laughs> camera. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's all very strange. <laughs> but she was very like charismatic and just like yeah, hilarious. She, she's like, like, uh, we she's last- like a... I don't know, goth chick. Yeah, like, we were the last clients of the night, so like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. She actually closed before she took our photos. We were very drunk, and this was up from twelve to twelve forty-five in the morning that yeah. this took true, place. True, and uh, so we decide on everything. I give her my information, and then she's like, "Do you want a four by five or an eight by 10? The four <laughs> by five is sixty dollars." And before she even says the price of the eight by ten, Alexi's like, "Eight by ten, we gotta have, we gotta have the big one, gotta have the big one." And then she goes, "Okay, that's that's one hundred and seventy-five dollars plus tax." <laughs> and Alexi goes, "Chris, you got this right." <laughs> Well, you know what? It's going to live behind so your desk. I, I spent $200 on... And what's, what's even more annoying is I was like, no, we should we should get the fucking plaque for it. Like, we should get the wooden backing. And you were like, no. We'll make our own plaque. We don't need that. Like, we don't no, need that. Shit. Good. No, some like, trash. She's putting it on a piece of trash. It's like old wood. Yeah, it's fine. I thought it looked good. We have so it's much... It's also a trash photo. We, it's silver. It doesn't even develop right. We have so much scrap wood at the office. We'll be fine. Trust me. It's going to be all right. We'll put that picture on the picnic table. Yeah, I was screwing the picnic table. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, that, that's true. That was a fun. That was a fun night. Cool. I just can't believe that she modified a tux so I could put a photo studio in the back of it somehow. I can't believe Chris Venmoed some chick 200 bucks to take his picture. That's true. <laughs> I, I paid with a credit card. Okay. Also, oh. we don't we don't have the photo. We're not going to have it for, for like, what, six, six weeks? weeks. <laughs> yes, yeah, six weeks. We got, and, we and got bamboozled. I think there's like... She's so just going to hope that we forget about it. It just never gets to us. nothing that prevents her from just never sending it honestly exactly like, yeah for real i mean what did you do didn't you write your address on a piece of paper i, I <laughs> wrote drunk my information <laughs> look i have good handwriting um <laughs> she wrote it back to me yes i wrote it on a notepad so i just have to hope that that doesn't get rained on or something i can't believe that like to be fair, we I, did, did, I didn't get like an email confirmation. I no, didn't get anything. To, uh, to be fair, we, you know, kind of 
got the maximum amount of time out of that. There's oh, some yeah. people who go in there and probably are done in like 10 minutes and they pay 200 bucks for that. Yeah. Yeah. We were there for like a fucking hour. It was actually really fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It was fun. All right, Coop. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, um, if you had to sum up the trip in one word, what would you say? Exciting. I love that. I thought he was going to say sickening. Oh, God. Sickening. Damn, I, said I was that. going to say connect. Um, all right. We're going to break. Connect. See you in a second. See ya. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and find the stairs. Okay, that's yeah, never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. <laughs> we are here with our boy Brian. Brian is actually how how we ended up with this gig. It's actually kind That's of complicated. True. We almost did this gig with someone else, and then it kind of fell through. Matt and King. Then, you know, yeah, with Matt King. And then... Someone else. He's going to hear this, and he's going to say, why doesn't Chris call, call me by my name? I don't know. Some people don't want to be shouted out like that. Matt King is not one of those people. Yeah, he okay. loves being talked to. He, <laughs> lo he loves being shouted out on this podcast. Yeah, so uh, we were going to come out here to work with Matt King on this event, and one uh, I, I don't know why it fell through, but they ended up going with this other guy, Jay, who was our producer for this, the the post-producer. He's cool as hell. Yeah, no, he was awesome. It was yeah, great working I with him. Jay. So He's Jay, better, I think... A little bit better than Matt King, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jay reached out to Brian, if I'm not mistaken, and then you recommended us? No, I, it was it was we, a weirder coincidence than that. It was like, uh, so first I was hit up to do this project by Carl. Then I was hit up to do this Sick exact ass. same project by Matt. Then I was hit up to do this exact same project by Jay. And I, and I was like, what's going on, guys? You all need to talk to each other because I don't know who I'm working for. And like, how are you all hiring me for the same thing? <laughs> you should you should have seen. That's where you fucked up. That's why you say yes to all of Dude, them. Dude, I did. Pay three times. I three you can times. pay three times. Yeah, yeah. But as it turned out, I was recommended by different people. So I was like, I guess I can't refuse this. This was this was so destined that literally, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like Andy Burner. Uh, I don't even, I don't know Andy. I've heard his name before. I just don't. You know. didn't work with Ant at Intel. He, May, he I must like have worked with him maybe once or twice, but I don't know oh, him like that. I don't know him like that. Oh, but you yeah, got yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think it was him, it. and then um, somebody else. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was like they all recommended me, and then I was, I actually wanted to do the Matt King gig. More so than this. Yeah. But then it was like this. Matt was King ended up on a different gig somewhere in California or some shit. San Diego, right? San Diego, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was going to do that with him because I love working with him and Scott and like, but this started to get really large and I thought like, ah, 
like the professional thing to do is to do the big one and yeah. you know work yeah. with a lot of people and yeah like i knew match was gonna be more chill but i was like let's let's do this thing let's get this bread you know right so here we are <laughs> you <hear the> bread <laughs> bread gotten bread gotten <laughs> consider that bread gotten um brian what uh i, I don't want to just jump right into this shit i want to know like i want you to tell you know the people out there about how you even got into all this you and i met on like this type of shit but for intel like random social media jobs yeah but wh- what wh- how did you even get into like editing and filmmaking and stuff that's a weird story um so i was a philosophy major for nine years before i did anything video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well placed this thing um, this thing is crazy yeah, no, doing it well with that. Why were you a philosophy major? Wait, so so you went to school for nine years? It was philosophy for itself. Philosophy. Higher education for nine years, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, that was all I wanted to do. I was obsessed with that for a long time. And I studied it. I, I studied some of the best places you can. Like, And I went, I studied in China for two years, studying Chinese philosophy. Got a degree at University of Hawaii. Um, and then I was working on a PhD in England. And then... Um, about halfway through my PhD program, I realized that all my philosophy buddies who were like older than me and way like more advanced than me were having such a hard time and like getting jobs. And not just that, but the whole reason they got into doing philosophy was which was that you get to do what you want to do. You get to read what you want to read, you know, pursue your interests. That all is out the window once you start like trying to get a job because yeah. then you just have you're forced to do well, like all this crap that you don't want to do capitalism and, undermined philosophy yeah, exactly yeah it's it's all fun and in, in games while you're a student but then once you start like working it, it sucks so then I, I like i caught wind of that and at the same time i was studying uh art, i was doing philosophy of art at the time and i got really into media art um and especially like the vj scene around europe and so i was like already kind of into that and I got this idea to do a multi-screen new media art exhibit. Damn. And so I started working on that for a different master's degree in London. And after doing that for about a year, I realized the only lucrative skill I developed was video editing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, Long convoluted and, journey. Hey, that's my only lucrative skill as and, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't have the higher education to back me up either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, think, I think, uh, I, I think, I fell, I fell into editing as well, just randomly. It's like, well, edit, I'm good, I'm good with computers, I and I can do this quickly because I know my way around computers, and I'll just make a decision because I don't, I'm not gonna like fret over some shit. I'll just get it done quickly because mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> like literally, that's. I mean, even True. from from day one, like that's how I got jobs was because I was quick. I would just turn shit around quickly, you know, and I'm talking back like when I was like 20, 20, 21, mm-hmm. you know, like I would just knock shit out real quick. So I'm like, man, I'm not getting because at that time I wasn't getting paid jack shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, cool. Let me just knock the shit out real quick and then like get all my work done so I can leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's that's still my number one skill, I think, is speed. You're, you, know? you are fast. Like, uh, I mean, you're known for that. I think a lot of people, I've heard people recommend you when they talk about like, oh, we need somebody who's super fast. People. Are That's all I got is speed, bro. But you're you're not just a fast editor. You're you're pro. Like, Man. You, like, you got skills. <laughs> this is the nicest thing anyone's ever <laughs> no, said to no, me. No, like, like, no, really, honestly, like, especially even watching, like, 
because I haven't worked with you in this capacity before where I actually have to like watch your cuts and pass them along to a client. Yeah. And like doing that this time, I was like, man, Lexi like is a really like like has finesse and and like listens to music and makes things that work with music, music is my favorite fucking part of it like and i i mean that's those are the kind of edits that i personally well you're a vj of course yeah yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> like to to me that's like but the, like your style i it's kind of idolized as a as a pinnacle of editing like not, not a lot of people like that as the the synesthetic aspect to it you know yeah. um you mean like combining oh, picture sy- and picture synesthesia and is like picture and sound? Have you have, the the term synesthesia is actually really interesting. It's when your sight when you sights your and senses, sounds, right? yeah, yeah, kind of merge merge into uh, one. When you uh, start smelling colors, singular. <laughs> that was called a stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's uh, yeah, like watching like your your style like that is like. It's know. so funny. I mean, I get it. It's just so funny to hear it called a style because it's almost like, I mean, no cap. Like, I'm like, how do I get this shit done quickly? Mm-hmm. And the quickest thing mm-hmm. I do is to edit to the music. And the music's the easiest, <laughs> the easiest thing to edit because it's just like, make sure the music sounds good. No, like, there's... you know, actually, that last video today, that's two different songs. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, like, shit. I, I didn't just even notice mixed that. them. I didn't notice I was that. like, that's oh, nice. they're in the same key. I did and that. They're a lot. about I... the same tempo. Yeah, Might as well yeah. just fucking combine them. You know. Well, there's uh, art in efficacy. Um, wait. So, okay. So, speaking of efficacy, I don't know what that fucking means. Uh, but <laughs> you, uh, where, where were we? You were like a VJ, and then you decided you could edit, and so you started editing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But you didn't. Did you just go straight into corporate shit, or did you do like music oh, videos no, or I mean, short films I or anything? To, I spent some time climbing the ladder. I was broke as hell when I moved back to um, California. Like you, you grew up in the Bay. I grew up in L.A. Oh, word. Yeah, and I tried to go back to L.A. and I kind of got my foot in the door, but I had had friends who went up that film ladder in L.A. and I saw what they went through, and I was kind of like, no thanks. And the PA gigs, just starting out as a PA, it was like, okay, I could make $90 a day in L.A. or I could make $250, $300 a day at Moscone Center in SF. And yeah. just from just from that decision alone, I was like, no brainer. I, yeah. When was that? Peace. That was like, uh, I don't know, 2011 when I... When I moved back to California, so I was trying to decide if I should try to make my way in LA or SF, and so that's yeah, crazy. I, so that's about when you started like working, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know really anybody, and I was just PA. I mean, I was almost homeless at one point. I was so broke. Yeah. And uh, and so I just PA to do whatever I could. I, I joined uh, Scary Cow, which was a independent film co-op in San Francisco, and I made a lot of connections there. It's people who just like you actually pay a monthly membership to work on short films with a big group of people mm-hmm. so i did that for a while and just whatever i could and i did some a bunch of av gigs because i was still really into like uh my audio visual performance work and theater and merging video with theater i worked as a projectionist like which was like the people that would launch video clips in theaters so mm-hmm. if you need like a backdrop of some, make it make it look like the set's on fire and then the sun comes out shoot a rainbow over the whole set <laughs> just with hot keys like that yeah that's Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I did that for a while too. Um, That's crazy, bro. You are really been out here doing all the damn. Yeah, things. yeah. Like video is. Uh, I mean, I always, I always believed in video because it's 
you are in control of sight and sound, which is like how we get all of our information and feelings. Like that's how we communicate more more than any other part of us. So I always what believe do you think like, of VR. I like VR. Yeah, I feel like VR is even that's the next that's the next shit. You know, it was I, I personally don't. I, I, every yeah. time I put it on, I'm like, oh, I'm disoriented. But well, oh. five years ago, it looked like it was going to take off. There was like I don't know. There was like a big boom in the in the um, CPU capacity for, it. and so like there were some advancements. And I did a bunch of VR things. Then there were a bunch of there were even like a bunch of companies in San Francisco wanting a VR thing. I even like. Um, directed and produced a pretty big thing for a dating app what was it called lively well that zeusk you know zeusk dating app z-o-o-s-k yeah yeah and uh and i so i produced something for them that was like a split screen vr immersive dating experience Oh, immersive yeah. dating. It sounds like he was editing VR porn. Kind of sounds like it, honestly. Have you seen VR porn? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay, we, not, we don't no, have to I'm go not, down. I, I don't have to go down. I've, I've not seen, I, I haven't seen shit in VR. Vince saw 9-11 really? in VR once. That's actually true. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I brought the Oculus to the office one day because we were trying to find out if we, we were trying to <laughs> was cracking we, we, were try, we were taking 360 pictures of the office so that like for one of our net, networking events people could put on the oculus and like look around our office you know just yeah. like a fun thing to do and vince wanted to to like play the <laughs> oculus so he puts it on and we all of a sudden you know like he's freaking out and we're like he's what? standing in the kitchen <laughs> standing in the kitchen just like not paying attention to us and we're like yo vince what what are you even doing? Because it's not like he was doing anything with the controllers. He was just looking around. Yeah. And he was like, I'm at 9 11. Because apparently like there was like. Like the on the day of? It was like, or a like docu- the, the site. Yeah. He was on the- it's, it was like a VR documentary that like the, the Oculus store has for free. And that was Vince the can't first thing he wanted to do in VR. Wow. Vince was like, I can't pass up a deal, even if it means rewatching wow. Idol. True <laughs> evil. Yeah, things. true evil for sure. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to rate us all in like chaotic, neutral, whatever, all and that. And we said Vince is the evil one. True evil or whatever. Because he's watching 9-11 by choice. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. It's unbelievable. We it's unbelievable. To, maybe we need to grieve. Yeah, you yeah. know what? And and not in my not in my office's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Grieve wherever you please, just not in my office's Grieve kitchen. Grieve however you please, yeah. not wherever you please. <laughs> um, Chris, What's you got up? any questions for Brian? I'm still trying to fucking digest all this shit. I didn't know that you were like a master artist and shit. I thought yeah, you were I just like I someone didn't know all this. I was broke. I was just <laughs> broke ass in London. I wasn't. I wasn't like. I didn't gain any notoriety for that stuff. Like. I don't know I I really thought that's where I wanted to take my career. I wanted to build those things, but the Bay Area just I don't know. It's like theater. I love theater. Yeah, me like too. like um, sleep no more. Love sleep. Oh, no dude, more. we it did is, that as like a corporate. Yeah, okay, we did it as one of our team building activities. Yeah. So, so we took Kuba went for the first time. He fucking loved it. Yeah, like I mind is like going to that, and and it was funny because I was told about that for years while doing my other project. Like I would tell people what I was working on, and people would tell me about sleep no more. You gotta go to sleep no more, and because they knew that that was the type of stuff I was interested in, and yeah, it was like once I saw that, I was like. This shouldn't be a, a cool thing. 
this should be a genre. This should be the. Yeah. This should be something. Dude, and, same yeah. thing with uh, Omega Mart in in Vegas. Oh yeah, the, like, the, the, oh, the yeah, Meow Wolf, Meow Wolf, Meow Wolf. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll bet a lot. All of them have been enslaved no more. Like San Francisco started to try to do a few of those things. There, there was hard. a bit of that. They're, it's hard. It's hard to put on. It takes a lot of money. Yeah, like, I've seen them in look, Europe. Just putting just putting a show on a fucking yeah. stage takes a lot of money. Well, then this is why putting I believe this, on something then like that's that. why I believed in doing it digital because I always thought that's the power of digital is you can take all that and put it into hard drives and take it anywhere and recreate it the exact same way in any part of the world. You can make like you through could, projection mapping. Yeah, and th- through like projection that. mapping, like we have all that technology. Like we can even you can even make an interactive one of those. You can make video interactive. You can make a Zelda dungeon all. Digital yes, please. And have people wander <laughs> I would around. Do that one hundred percent. Actually, like, probably crush. Yeah, like there's tons of, of things you could issues, do digitally. But, like, yeah, and, and N- Nintendo is they protect litigious? their IP. Yeah, <laughs> litigious. They put the lit in litigious. <laughs> would you do it now? Like, are you trying to work I, on shit like that? I would, really? but honestly, like, it just while all the years I was working on that just felt like such an uphill struggle. My life has been a lot more peaceful since I stopped trying to do that. Like, theater is so tough, and mm-hmm. so there's so like that. If that's where you're pulling the budget from to do that stuff, it's never going to happen because you need yeah. all this money for computers. And I mean, you're talking yeah. about ma- you're talking about making a multi-screen film. So you're talking about uh, the the budget for a big film production and theater. Mm-hmm. Like, where's all this money going to come from? So yeah, it's not. So it's a really uphill battle. And I don't know. I applied for a ton of grants and all that stuff and i found some people that were interested we made so we made a 3d uh version that would at least like we made it actually in autodesk in maya hey, let's and go. uh yeah yeah so we made that and and we showed it for our scary cow this the filmmaking co-op and we thought this is our chance we're going to get a bunch of people that like we 500 people saw it at once without some surely some, some fish is gonna bite somebody's gonna be like yeah let's do this brian i'm so in but it was just like well that was really cool it was a lot of like that wow that's it. nice i yeah, like it yeah it was like yeah. that exactly and and yeah it was just like that for years and years and so i just thought like editing was working and i just kind of climbed that ladder so i took that and you know do you like editing either of you me either of you yeah it's it, i mostly like it like i here's the thing i don't dislike it and that's the main thing because i don't like work like i it's great point. I'm, I'm a lazy person <laughs> so like too. like my goal in life is to not <laughs> work that's what i would say we're efficient yeah i think we're both pretty quick editors and like we understand the assignment so like i like i'm, I'm good at it and it doesn't bother me so in that sense i like it like i i enjoy it as a job i think it's better than there's worse jobs yeah like there's i don't think jobs, i'm yeah. going to find a better job for me yeah, probably yeah. unless i get really lucky but i think this is a pretty happy medium for me too yeah like even when i've had chances of climbing the ladder and or doing you know working as a producer or director on some stuff honestly just all that stuff can be a big headache like and i i really like just the serenity of being able to just zone in on a project and make something you think at least you think is cool and then they yeah doesn't look cool and and I, I feel <laughs> like you can divvy up your own time when it comes to edits a lot better than many jobs yeah, like a lot true. of jobs you have to be like physically present and like you have, uh, yes you you always have deadlines as an editor but you can kind of just work around them like you can yeah. go unless you're editing in house and like the producers are around you watching 
Yeah. The, Which, like you can so rare these days. Exactly. Like you can spend your day how you want as long as you get the edit get the done. Work done. Yeah. It's like take lunch whenever you want, go for a walk whenever you want, go to the gym. Yeah. Just like if you're really fast, they're never gonna know how long it took you. Like yeah, as long true. as you meet the deadline. I mean, I I personally think that so much of it has to do with like the client relation of it to like client relation part of it, right? Like if you are really passionate about the thing that you're working on, mm-hmm. then like, of course, it'll be easier to step up further than editing, right? Like, um, you know, for example, soccer, right? Like I like the soccer shit and I have no problem getting creative with it because the person who I work with directly on the soccer side of stuff, they trust my vision. We have similar ideas on what needs to happen. And like, it's a subject we're both passionate about. So mm-hmm. like, we both really enjoy it. But like, if I had to randomly, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like random shit that I, um, rug making. If I had to edit like a bunch of videos about rug making, like uh, at first I'd be like, this is cool. Rex, Rex might hit you up about that. He may be all Rex, hit me up Rex. <laughs> but like if, if I had to edit like of, you know, for a giant conglomerate that makes rugs and household goods, like I would probably, you know, like it for the first bit of time because I'd be learning things. Mm-hmm. Then it would just, I'd be like, okay, this is not for me anymore. Like mm-hmm. I like the editing. I like the part of editing where you get to learn new things. Yeah. That yeah. Part's but then great. like yeah. once it becomes old hat, then it's like, wow, you really have to be passionate about the subject or else it's just not going to be fun. Or about the, the revision process. Should we, revision talk about process. Should we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Wait, first I want to hear from Coop real quick. Can you hear me about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like editing or not? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like the creative aspect of editing. I don't like all of the like bureaucracy that is included with it because it kind of takes the magic out of it for me a lot of the time. Like I'll like really like something I'm doing and it's like really fun. Yeah. And then someone's like remake the whole entire thing. And I'm like, okay, now oh. this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. You make like 10,000 choices you like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they, yeah. And it just makes you, f- like you like editing. You like editing for yourself. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's what every editor likes. Yeah. Right. It's it's weird because different that's editors. Fun. I've seen different editors feel differently about this. Like like I've known some that are just that they'll just revise stuff all day and not care. Yeah. I I mean I kind of don't care how many times I have to revise something as long as I get out on time. Like I I used to be super passionate about my edits, but I. I learned very quickly that it's not my video, so I don't care. Yeah. But I will say after the first version, you know, like you were saying, you make 10,000 decisions. Well, and then the producers will be like, but what do you think? And it's like, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, be, I, I thought V1 was good. That's always the yeah, answer. Yeah, I like, said you know, it. I, I think the first one. <laughs> I actually yeah, said that like, to the client on set. Like they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. well, what do you think? I was like, I like to V1. But. <laughs> yeah but you it's know, on my it's video like, like yeah. i don't i don't care yeah, like yeah. I, the first v1 is my crack at this and any changes need to come directly from you like yeah. i don't want to change anything i thought but it was good that, that's why i sent it to you i i will i will also i was thinking i got two things one i was thinking about this early today and i was like man because as, as after brian as after me and you were talking about decisions and stuff mm-hmm. i was like you know what like from their perspective though they have reasons behind their choices too. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's yeah. what well, it's about. No, it's also not. for them. That's when their part of the creative process starts. 
So that's true. Like they watch yeah. it and they're like, hmm, now let me think about how I can put my hands. That's in a really good point, stuff. actually. I didn't and, think about and, that. Yeah. And so, so, so if we are hesitant to that sometimes, it's kind of like we're saying, no, we don't want you in this creative process. We created the, the whole thing. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> Let's submit it. You know, so they yeah. like it. And a, lot of, and a lot of clients like that opportunity. And some of them even really find it fun. I will know? say, though, like. Which I is think terrible. That, well, yeah. <laughs> if you want to have fun, then be a fucking editor. All right. Yeah. It's so much fun. Watch out for those. Watch out for those that I are love, enjoying. I the love room. standing next to someone and telling them what to do. I um no. Yeah, I, I will yeah, say it's a power uh, trip. One thing I think that we all kind of do. I mean, I'm, I'm not want to speak for you guys, but like definitely something I do is like I aim for version one to be like. I've said this so many fucking times on the show, but yep. I am for version one to be if if worst case scenario, something went wrong haywire and that version accidentally got posted on the Internet. I aim for it to be like passable, like mm-hmm. no one's going to it's no one's going to roast the shit out of it. Yeah, like it's like, that's yeah. eh, fine. Like that can be a negative thing, right? Because then you take that thing so far that then there's a lot of decisions to undo a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, with things like this, like imagine if you got called them over for help. Like our goal is to make a 30 to 45 second piece. But imagine with like a keynote cut down, you called them over and you're like, okay, so I got this thing down to three minutes. Now, why don't you tell me what like to do? You know? Yeah. And I bet you there's plenty of editors who work that way. Yeah. And- well, I, I, I honestly don't even mind working that way. It's not how I typically work, but if the producer just wants me to send them string outs and they make all the edit notes, yeah, it's going to be more versions, but it's honestly, I have to think less and yeah. it drags out the project. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you yeah, could probably inefficient pay, pay for more. So, yeah. so, so like, I, I don't really care. And my V1s, I don't try to make them like s- super perfect because I know so much is going to get changed. Like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hasty with some things. I, I, I get it like 85, 90% there. I approach my V1s like, it's like if you t- think about it like baseball, like I approach a V1 is like my dream goal. It's like for my V1 to be done. Like yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's why every I've single had that time, happen like once. You know how there's like <laughs> you, but that you know, happened to you the other day. Remember? It's true. It did. Oh, I guess yeah. it happened like two days ago. You know, you know how like there's some batters who are like contact hitters, right? And they're not going to hit it out the park, but they'll get yeah. wood on it and they'll get on base. Yeah, yeah. For me. I'm like the exact opposite when it comes to he, editing. You're, you're a th- uh, three no, true outcomes guy. I'm swinging for the fucking fences. For the fences. Walk, strike out, or home run. He does. Yeah, pretty he much. Does. I want that shit to like f- just. I want the first one to fucking hit, and if it doesn't, yeah. then I'm like fuck. Well, it makes it know? makes a lot of sense that you don't like revisions because, like, like imagine imagine it was it were a totally different job. Like, ima- imagine your job were to hang paintings in people's houses. That's Graham's job. It's Graham's job. Oh, really? Okay. Our, fr- our friend's not job. Well, so it's not really he's, his he's, job. He, he's an art writer, but for okay. he does gallery installations. Oh, so. Yeah, like looking at this thing here. Like <laughs> I, I was like, look, there is a if, painting of a weird looking skull. On we're the trying wall. to get it off the wall and flip it, oh, but it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh. Um, so a skull with look. If you beard. did that, if you did that, right? What some of your clients like would be I was like, oh, you see a skull. And she's like, I see a skull with beer, beer glasses, like pint glasses as eyes. New Orleans. 
Two Guinnesses. Wow. The skull of Guinnesses. It's like, wow, we got a lot to unpack here. Yeah, yeah, we do. Nine years of philosophy. <laughs> if there's anything my nine years of philosophy. Degree. I have an art degree, man. I can get into that. Okay, wait. Um, but anyway, yeah. if so, some of your clients, you'd walk into their place and they'd be like, I want the painting right here. Great. Hang it up. Done. And then you're going to get other clients that are like, hmm. <laughs> can you hold it up there and let me just like stand back a little bit all right now let's try over there no nah, mm, you know you get the indecisive yeah, yeah, ones yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like if you had more an art to your hanging paintings you've been doing it a long time you you know the aesthetics of where it should go in the house then your yeah. choice of where to hang the painting would be like one where you you feel confident in it you're the professional yeah but Whereas, me, whereas you could also see that as a service of just like mopping floors. Where it's wet, I mop the floor. But you want it there? I'll do it I there. I see it as a combination of the things. Because I was about to say, to me, I see it as a service and, I, and a craft. And I see that that's, that's how I act when I am the person who's hiring the craftsman or the service. Yeah. Like, you know, with edits, right? If I hire an editor, yeah. I will usually, and maybe that's because I understand where they're coming from. So it's not a great example. But I, I'll be pretty like chill with the notes. I'm like, yeah, it's good, whatever. But it goes even further than that. Like if I was like when I do hire someone to hang stuff on my walls, it's Graham and I go, hey, where do you think it would be best? And he's like, uh, here. I'm like, great, put it up. Like or when I, when someone does come to clean my house, I don't even I just like don't even tell them what to do. I just go, hey, yeah, just clean it uh, and then just lock <laughs> yeah. the door on your way out. And then I leave. <laughs> right, right. Like I I let the craftsmen perform their craft because it's can, like, can you imagine mm -hmm. like having a, a mm -hmm. painting commissioned and then giving notes on the painting? Like yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure it's happened, but sure, like, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm sure, just, I'm sure it is. They have to redo the whole fucking painting, but you know, I mean that that's just how I feel like about you know any sort of service. Well, it's like I'll yeah. let the person who but, knows what I mean, they're doing. Like, haven't you had times where you've hired an editor or or, or anybody or even just yeah. someone to clean your house and they're like, I mean, I just a had a shitty job. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And then you're like, <laughs> and then and you have revisions and you're like, oh man, I know how this feels now. Might like, be the most out of touch thing I've ever said on the show. <laughs> I just had a shitty paella. Like, of course I know, Brian. I just had a shitty paella. Like, fucking... <laughs> oh, makes no, sense. We, we've definitely had. <laughs> well, no, it does. A person, you know, there that was their craft was making paella you put that in their hands and i they said i literally i literally in my head was like this is the most expensive thing on the menu it must be good i'm gonna get it and then i got it and i was like this sucks and every cheap he thing gets, was better. he gets more out of touch <laughs> this is the most expensive thing on the menu i have to have it i was supposed yeah i, I do i mean i shoot myself whatever yeah I yeah it was, hey, it, it, it was a meal well earned after a hard week of work no. a hard week of labor yeah and you expect a lot from paella you know some paella is really good like uh, do bar. not do not go. What was it called? Uh, I don't know. The don't don't go to the place that's on Rampart. Don't yeah. get their pie. Their pie sucks. But um, yeah. yeah, you can be on the other end of that sometimes. But I think that's different when there's occasions where it's just like there's sometimes you actually you think this thing's bad. We need to at least get it to the level that it's okay. Versus yeah. versus I've been there. Versus where I was talking about they think it's a creative process. Like they think oh this is good, but Let's try to, you know, true, that's true, that's yeah, when you yeah. get into it. That set of, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is luckily for me, like my background, right? My entire skill set really is editing. So like if I hire an editor and it's bad, I'll basically you at that point, at, at that point, I like steer the ship towards what's I know I'm going to take this over tomorrow or when they're when they leave. I know I'm going to stay here till like midnight fixing it. So let me start to like roll it back and like mitigate all the fixes I have to make, you know, cause I've had that happen a ton where like 
not a ton, but sometimes where like I'll hire someone, they'll come in and they'll do a piece and then I'll be like, I'll review it. And then I'll be like, uh, yeah, it's not there. And it's like three 30 and I know I'm, they're going home at five, five, five 36 and it's just not going to be done. So I like start to be like, okay, well, why don't we, why don't you do this? Pull like this thing of B roll and then put this here and do these things. And then I know at seven, I'm going to jump in from seven to nine and finish it. Right. Mm-hmm. So luckily I got a skill set where I can do that, you know, but if I, I'd be, I'd be fucked if someone like, you know, had hung up a painting wrong. I'd have to hire, <laughs> have to hire a love, new person. I, I love guess. hanging up paintings, by the way. There you go. You need to come to New York. Graham. You got to meet Graham. I think you and Graham would really go to Oh, he loves hanging up. Graham, Graham is like literally, he writes about art. He writes for Christie's. Oh, he I, writes don't know, like, I don't know what that is. It's like but... an art auction house, like one of the biggest in the oh, world. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's his degree is in like, I don't know, art history or something like that or fine oh, cool. art or something. He's like a fucking nerd, but he's my guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we should try to start getting towards the end here, but um, Coop, do you have any questions for Brian? You can talk into Chris's mic if you want. No, nothing. All right. Well, if anything comes to mind, you got any last questions? Uh, just overall takeaways from from the week. Any? Honestly, the biggest takeaway was I loved working with you guys. Hey! Wow! Hey, no, wow. I'm, not, I'm not even just making that this up is, because it's is, your podcast. It really was like. And and also Jay and Seth. I mean, like it was great. Like, yeah, it, Seth was dope. You know, yeah. like and that and that was really why I took this this gig. Even though I love working with Matt King, because I knew that like it was an, it was a chance to like work with some new people, mm-hmm. and and um, that's really what makes a job. Yeah, is is those people, people. or breaks a job? You know, it's true, it's true. So yeah. Uh, like yeah, and that that was a lot, and um, that's worth way more than the content and everything else to me so like yeah it was fun we made a meme too those spoken cool. like a i have like a philosophy and i have a a nice like video souvenir of myself um <laughs> oh yeah we made a little video, meme souvenir video of myself too did you guys listen go. to that yes. oh my god i was dying <laughs> when so, i heard oh, shit. here we go <laughs> here we go here it goes um, Throw know. it off his headphones. I'll, 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 pull, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it off. It's actually really funny. Yeah, see if you can get I'll it. Play into the mic yeah. too, um, so you can kind of hear what I said. whatever dude that's how i fucking felt um yeah, yeah that was that that, that you know what my name you know what my you know what my fucking uh, badge said executive producer that's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what it said. What did my? Oh, mine said head of post production. And what did you say? It was just hilarious because I was not the head of post production <laughs> this week. You're the head of post production at the company, though. Yeah, you know, and I'm the executive producer. Even though we both just fucking edit all day and have a dumbass podcast. Is isn't it so silly to like show up as executive producer and head of post production and just be like <laughs> number two and three on the totem pole <laughs> editing, <laughs> like? It's fucking hilarious, honestly. <laughs> We're like, yeah, just let them know though that yeah, what they're getting. Yeah, you know, like, you know, right. I told him. I said when I sat down, I said I haven't edited in years. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of retirement for this job. One last job. This is like Ocean's Eleven. Oh my god, dude, that's why. That, that's like a fear of I have of like growing older. Like I'll be like like fifty five, you know, and you haven't got a gig for like four years, and then you get cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you're like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm still editing. <laughs> and, you're like, <laughs> and you show up with this, this old MacBook Pro, you know, and you're like, you're trying to, try to hang with the young guys. Like, that would be a no. nightmare. It's yeah, going to happen. It'll happen to all of us. It will, it's man. Gonna, nah, because the video's going to edit themselves soon. Um, uh, Coop, Coop, you got anything? Any any questions? I'm trying to give you a little spot on this on the pod here. Yo, you want to shout out your socials? Oh yeah, we Not don't let really. you do that. No, okay. And you have any questions for he, Brian? He's at drifting. Brian photo. just told you so much cool shit, and you don't have a single question about any of that. I have one. What's the best philosophy? You did all for nine nine years. Which one's the best? Did you figure it out? The best philosophy. I mean, then you're asking for something I could sum up in like one line for you to say. That's exactly what I podcast. I want that little. That's pretty. We're a post production podcast, not a philosophy podcast. I mean, I mean, you're asking for my best like one liner. No, I'm saying of all the philosophies that exist, which one's the best? Um, my favorite guy was Wittgenstein. At by the end, but by the end, yeah, yeah, by the end, he was. I was doing my PhD on Wittgenstein. John Dewey, I really like. What's wait no like uh, what's Wittgenstein's what's Wittgenstein's big thing? So I I mean I was into him because oh, that's that's really hard to sum up. It's a big it's it's huge. He revolutionized philosophy twice in his lifetime. Uh-huh. So yeah, so he did that in his twenties, and then later again he wrote another book that basically reestablished the whole paradigm again. And uh, what's yeah, his thing though? Like what's what did he say? He ba- he made he re- he rethought the way we think about meaning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> meaning and, lang- and language. I think yeah. that's actually a pretty good. That's that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't understand it. What did he I, say about meaning though? So, it doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. yeah that, okay. That's basically right, what he said. Huh? Give me a minute. I can. I My can, favorite philosopher is Chris. It's philosophy. You can't just be like, give me the one liner. I didn't say give me the one liner. Like, I said which is the best one. Like, like, what I can did do he this. say? It's, dude, what are you been, into? Like, it's been photos. It's been eight years since so I read the best photo? one of his books, but I still can do this. Watch. It was listen. So when you think about the meaning of anything, like a word or a concept, we usually just get a regular, simple definition in our heads of what that means. But he located meaning not just in those simple little concepts, but in the context and circumstances in which we use them. Oh, okay. So like a knife in a kitchen is different than a knife in a, in a so bar fight. If you want to learn about what a knife is, you don't just say, oh, it's a sharp thing. But like your Oxford Dictionary definition, right, right. you look at all use the, cases, the circumstances, the use cases. It was in this movie. It was in that movie. It was every memory I've had of a knife. It was all right. these things. And what that did is it made meaning not a thing that's just easily simplified. It's contextual. But it gave it made it it multiplied it and and to outwardly to all these different places we can look for it and not just like a Google search or right. a dictionary search. And that and that changed the way we do philosophy because it made us it allowed us a lot more ways to explore the meaning of everything. So what's his name again? Wittgenstein. 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 Hey, shout out, shout out, shout out, Wittgenstein. Let's fucking go. Um, All right. That was it, I guess. Uh, That was my last question. Uh, I think we should get into what we learned last week, unless Kuba has a question. No, he does not. He doesn't. Okay, it's fine. You don't have to. You just had like 10 minutes to think of one. My question is, why do you want me to ask a question so badly? (laughs) I just want to give you an opportunity. 
Okay, well, I asked my question, so thanks for having me. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Good night, Kuba. All right. Um, Okay, you guys know it. You guys love it. It's the fucking segment that everyone is raving about. Entertainment Weekly called it best segment in podcast about post-production made in Brooklyn. Uh, It's what we learned last week. What we learned last week. I guess I'll start us off. Let's let's go for it. All right. So what I learned last week, I actually learned tonight. Wow. I learned that (laughs) Cuba grew up on a farm that that he leased out for farmers to grow alfalfa on (laughs) to feed to cows and... He ran a taco truck in high school yeah, for charity. Him running a this taco was in truck. in Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ran a taco truck in Wisconsin. Sorry. I would have thought. With free organic grass-fed beef. Well, he got it for free, but yeah. I, I think they charged for it. But it was for but, the So the food was whatever, fucking right? dank because they sourced the best meat for, for the wow. tacos. It was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Brian, what'd you learn uh, this week? I thought I already answered that. Well, no, you were talking about well, like philosophy or some shit. What I learned this week? Yeah. Um, I learned uh, you really got to look at those good sink options. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Brian just fucking yeah. deleted you gotta all get into the. Footage. You really need to I've take learned, the time to look at the good sink. I've learned that if your footage is disappearing and your projects keep disappearing. <laughs> related, related. For <laughs> several <laughs> days in a row, every time you try to do something, it's gone five minutes later. Maybe you should like look into why that's happening and not just pretend it's okay. Which is that's what I learned. Okay, your good, good sink options. <laughs> I just think it's fucking it's hilarious so that he didn't know that until like three hours left in the entire event. Dude, I thought it was like some no, sink no, no. problem there's, with there's Premier. Perfectly good teams there's a perfectly and good also good things. Something it's going because on because he wouldn't notice until he's exported things in his own file structure. Those are the things. Yeah, those that are the things that got sing. deleted. Yeah, but it, it. but it works totally fine as long as he's receiving. Uh, me. Yeah, yeah, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. The, the key is to accidentally uh, set your export folder as Brian's hard drive always. <laughs> so after you export something, you have to wait for everything to sync so then you can put it on frame. Because yeah. I did that like five Dude, times. We could have avoided that whole thing if I made multiple jobs for everybody around. I found that out too. Oh my goodness. Um. Ooh. What I learned last. Last week, um, nobody asked, bro. Oh, okay, that's the Ooh, name of the no, segment there. He buddy. asked himself. Look, he's he, he's he's uh, he didn't want to be girl. on this podcast just a few, few minutes ago. Now he's taking the mic like three times. He didn't have a question earlier, and now he's taking the mic like three times. Um, what I learned, hmm, uh, okay, I I learned that the best episode of The Simpsons is the one where the where Homer uh, gets the pet lobster. Yeah, that's a good episode. I feel like I change my episode of The Simpsons. That's my favorite, like once every couple months. But Mr. Pinchy, that one was so fucking funny. You gotta love it when you got a pet lobster. That shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so that's it. What are you Did talking somebody about? Somebody accidentally boil it at the end or something like that. What? What happened? He, he accidentally. It. Yeah. He accidentally boiled it. it. Yeah. He yeah, drew yeah. up a bath for it and it was a boiling hot oh, bath. Oh, that's a hilarious. Death, Chris, what are, you, what are you talking that about? That is hilarious. You think my mic's off? Is, is, my mic's is it on? on. My mic's on. Yeah. Okay. Too quiet. I, it, it, yeah. It just Yo, sounds. Hey, yeah, hey. A little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking quiet. I guess I will have to try to fix this in post. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chris, let's get the socials. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are at Sizzler Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are SizzlerRealGang at Yo. gmail.com. Please send us an email because no one sends us emails and it just seems cool. Let's bring it back to you gotta, 1999. You send us an email. And of course, we have the, the Sizzle Real, Real Cold Line. Brr, brr, oh my God, it's so cold. That is 332 333 
4361. Woo, you got to call in. got to call in. Leave a message. We'll also, play it on the show. Also, it is Feb Def H do one. That's if you want to remember it. Feb for February. It's cold in February. You might definitely need a jacket. H you do need one. Feb Def H do one. That's the easy way to remember the number. Oh, no. Uh, call in. Um, Brian, thanks for uh, coming on the show, man. My you, wanna, pleasure. you got anything thanks you want to plug me. at the last minute here? Not at all. Nothing at all? Not a, not a zero. Zilch. Oh, okay. I, no. One thing. I did just see this commercial for this new kind of Connect 4 where you spin. It's a Connect 4 spin. Where oh. you like, did you see this? No. <laughs> Crazy. It's, like, it's like, what will they... <laughs> you heard about yeah, this? Yeah. You seen this? You heard about this? You see this? So go buy the Spinning Connect 4 game. Oh, yeah. get good, Download Good Sync. I literally can't hear you at all. Yeah, yeah. I think low. my mic's dead. My mic died. I don't know how long it's been dead for, but I think it's been like five minutes. All right. Well, this is gonna be a pretty fun one. I'm gonna be chilling. Go buy the Connect Four game, Brian. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> all right. We will see you next week, Sizzlers. I guess. <laughs>